Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, the pace are bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run on to that green. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its loads of nights. We fought our team through thick and thin and all those glory nights. And when the game is done, we'll sing a song and talk it out all night. Hey! Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow, you are the first team. Hi, it's Season 6, Episode 17 of the Tottenham Family Podcast. Joining me this week, David Fornell from Sussex. Good afternoon. And Gilly from Italy. Hello. Right. Um, three wins. Three wins on the bounce for the new new manager. It was all looking good, um, and then we went up to Old Trafford. I think there was there was an expectation amongst some, certainly amongst certainly my feelings were that we were the best team and we, we were going to go there and get a win. And uh, yeah, where did it all go wrong, David? <laughs> Begin with you. <laughs> well, we we didn't have the intensity, did we? Um, which has been missing for nearly a year, really. If you if you throw back, maybe even a couple of years ago, I, I, the game I particularly remember is when we were at home to Man City um, and Pep had only just taken over and he was desperate to play this out from the back, out from the goalkeeper, and we just smothered them. And it was all intensity, all wanting the ball. And, and that defined us for, for a good year or so. Um, that, that we were pressure sides into mistakes and then with, with the quality players we got um, we would then break them down that hasn't happened for a year um, it started to happen a little bit more um, under Jose but it all disappeared again and, and, and they wanted the game more than we did they were, they were high intensity they were smothering us they were going to make sure we, we were sort of choking for air um, and, and we never coped with it. And we started to, to mispass the ball out. Um, it just it just wasn't happening. And I, I, I thought it was a poor United side. I agree with you. I went up there with um, greater expectations, certainly of taking the game to them uh, and, and making a game of it. And, and I thought we'd come out with at least something, a you know, draw. Um, but I, I just thought, well, in fact, it was us that's worse than them. But after watching United yesterday, I now wonder. Yeah, I mean that, that's the you've got to hold your hand, hands up and, and, and say the United did did play well against us, and they obviously got a, a very good result yesterday. Um, but I look at it on paper, and I look at everything that's preceded that match um, with regards to United, and this isn't the best United team they've, by far. They, they've got one or two outstanding individuals. Rashford was was fantastic the other night, um, but. I look at that midfield of Fred McTominay, and we should be we should be we should be winning that match. Yet yeah, they bossed our midfield; they had complete control of the midfield, and we were just really intensity. Yeah, we just slow out of the box, uh, box even, and um, I think a few individual individual mistakes cost us as well. Um, Gilly, thoughts on Wednesday night? Yeah, I mean, I think David hits the nail on the head with intensity. They were so much more up for it than uh, we were. But I think you're right to point out that they did play. They did play pretty well. Um, they had some good movements. Rashford was tremendous and probably the difference um, between the two sides. I thought it was a bit our season in microcosm, really. It, it's. I think it's less talent, formation, tactics, whatever, 
I think it's in their heads and, and their legs. And for Delhi to come out and say that they were quite arrogant going there, I was a bit surprised surprised at that. Um, but yeah, and we, we they did just roll us over in, in midfield. Mm. There was just so much up for it. I suppose it was you know it it was a contrast going into that game to some of the previous games where we actually had got a few results behind behind us. So I don't know if it was arrogance, but but maybe you know we had a bit of confidence. But I think in the past we've when you know when under under Pochettino, for example, in in, in our heyday when when we were you know consistently finishing third, second in in the league, um, we. We did. We did all the. We did all, all of the basics, the fundamental, fundamentals of football, um, and we, we got all of those things right, and we worked hard. And I wonder now whether there's maybe a little bit of complacency. There's like an expectation that you look around and you, you look at Son, you look at Delhi, you look at Kane, you look at all these fantastic players out of our old Vertonghen. On paper, maybe you know there, there is an expectation amongst our fans, even dare I say, it, the players that. We can just turn up sometimes, um, and 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 this season has been a bit of a wake up call, and we've got to just go back to the basics and and, and to the fundamentals and all the things that have got got us to a position where we've been su- successful. Um, we've got to go back and do those things. That mm. you you both went, didn't you, to the United but game? I went. All right, because I, I don't you think even when we under Poch, when we've been tremendous for mm-hmm. say three three and a half seasons. It's a bit like Arsenal. The number of times we've gone up there in better form than them, expecting to, to fight, you know, to actually win there, and then they're not really turned up. It's, uh, even under Poch, there were quite a few occasions I remember going yeah. to the Trafford. The reason I asked if you were there, I mean, how does it feel being there? What do they look like, you know, the, when they're warming up and etc. Because it's both United and Arsenal, at the risk of repeating myself, the, n- the number of times we've gone there expecting... You know, well, to win and and just being rolled over is is was enormous. I think we had three, as I recall, three consecutive one nil defeats under Pochettino. And the last season we went there and we, we went there and won three nil. David was at that game, mm. um, and generally, I mean, David, you, you've got a better feel, feel for these things with with regards warm up. Um, I think I think you you pay quite. a um, yeah, I pay quite a bit of attention to yeah. it. Yeah, I, I I like to go in there half hour before the kick off, and I, and I like to see if they've they've got the look in their eyes, if you like, um, just see how they're warming up, and it, it's quite telling. I know it's more structured these days, the warm ups. You know, years ago, you know, they they they'd actually if they were really um, that dedicated, they put their fags out the side before they got on the pitch. <laughs> um, but, but these days, you know, it is very structured coming on to the pitch and how they do it. So it's a little, little, uh, a little more difficult to work out. But um, actually, that, that one we won three nil, Javid. We took a pasting that first half. Yeah, three. Yeah, we could have been two or three down at halftime. Mm. Lukaku missed a sitter. I remember. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I, I remember thinking, you know, at halftime, oh, do you know, I'll take a draw now. And then, <laughs> and, and then, of course. It all sort of exploded. Of course, Mourinho was in charge then, wasn't he? Yeah. He didn't. Yeah. He didn't look. He didn't look very happy that day. No. For him. Yeah, we just don't see him at the races. That's why I asked. I mean, it, I don't know. There are grounds, aren't there? Sometimes where they, it just doesn't happen. And mm. you know, I thought we'd win again, but I've been thinking most times that we'd win there. We don't. 
I mean, I think historically Old Trafford, Anfield have always been difficult places for us to to, yeah. to go to over a number of decades. Um, even mm. more more recently, Stamford Bridge. Um, but not just for us, for everyone. I mean, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I that, that, they had a United had a, a little bit more intensity, and I think there are two things that potentially, well, three things that potentially cost us. I think mean, one is is the the lack of intensity. I think the the mistakes that that were made. I think nobody was was when I think it was Fred. Fred had the ball on the, for the for the first one. Nobody was sort of pressure, putting any pressure on him in in in, in midfield, um, and it was just too easy. And he found um, was it Rashford or Lingard? Possibly Rashford, um, who got the better of Sanchez. I think twice. I think Sanchez made a mistake, and then Sanchez. Um, not Sanchez, sorry, and then um, Rashford got a sh- shot in, which was you know a, a decent strike. But Gazaniga shouldn't be beaten at, at the near post like that, and that was poor. Um, second goal, he made, he, he made he made two really good saves further in the game. He did, so. he did, but you know yeah. that that's that that if we hadn't conceded that early goal, it could could have been a bit different. Yeah. There was the um, the Sissoko penalty. Was it a penalty? What what, what are your thoughts on that? I, I, he, he did sort of just catch his toe. He sort of trod on his, on his toe, and and of course, it's the old sniper down he went. Um, if anywhere else, I think he'd have carried on really, but he knew he was going to get something. Uh, Jermaine Genus very quickly called it. He said, "Yeah, that's a penalty." He's called his foot, and I thought, well, nobody's really screaming about it, but it's today's game, isn't it? You feel something, down they go. Yeah, and, and I do think. Sorry, go on, David. No, no, I was just going to say but that all teams are guilty of it. Yeah, I do think if he if he hadn't given it, I don't think VAR would have overruled it. But um, but yeah, I mean, I, I my first thought with it that it was that it was a penalty, and he mm. does slightly touch him. But um, so you can see why it was given. Yeah. Yeah, you've 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 got to be careful with, with a player like Rashford when he's coming at you. Just the slightest clip, and he's it's likely that he's going to go down. Um, I, and I think the fir- third aspect of it for me that game was our midfield. Um, now it's easy to say this with the benefit of hindsight. Um, I, mean, I had a few people, a few Spurs um, friends of mine, who, who subsequently said that the fact that we played Winks and started Winks and Sissoko with a double pivot cost us. And to be fair, they also said that before the game. But I don't know what choice Mourinho had and he subsequently said I don't know if either of you caught his press conference on Friday and he said of Sissoko that he didn't see him as a number six and he didn't see him as a as a player that would play in the in the double pivot he just said that he's his best position is just having a bit more freedom and you know a bit like the other day against Bournemouth when he was playing on the right hand side um because he doesn't have the positional sense um and he and he and he said that, having said all of that, he said that there would be circumstances though where, um, it, you know, it, for example, like the the other night where he he basically deemed Dyer not to be fit match fit enough to start the whole game or for last the whole game, and same with Dombele, that you know needs must and Sissoko would 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 play, and that and that's what happened. And you have Sissoko and Winks, and it, it's almost seemed like the game passed them a. Or the midfield pass them, pass them by a little bit. Yeah. But the interesting aspect of that for me is, and this is the thing that really annoys me, just going off on a tangent, is 
Pochettino got a lot of stick from fans saying, why doesn't he pick Dombele? Why doesn't he pick Dombele? Mm-hmm. And he kept saying the guy isn't fully fully fit. And, you know, he, he got, I think, 45-minute starts against Brighton and then he came off. He played 45 minutes, I think, against Liverpool coming on the second half. Um, there were games where he started, but he didn't last the, the, the full 90. And he kept suggesting that he's not... Bearing in mind... Actually, did we sign him at the end of the window? No, we signed him, I think it was July-ish. But the suggestion was, you know, he's coming in from the French League. He's not fully match fit. He's not fully integrated in in, in, in the, the, the fast and furious nature of the Premier League. And nobody, none of our fans, seemed to take much notice of that. And it was like, play Dombele, play Dombele. Another manager respected successful manager comes in and he's clearly drawn the same conclusion mm, yeah well I agree I mean I think it's been it's been said before I think Poch Poch knows these things you know he doesn't not play him just out of being stubborn he, you know he's obviously a good player I agree I mean I think the midfield though I think to be honest we've talked about intensity talked about desire if I would have one criticism of Jose is that you know, he's asking that midfield to, and it's, I'm not the first person to have said this from what from what I can see and, and hear, is basically it was just winks on his own a lot of the time because he's got Aurier being top gun up the up the side of the, up the uh, up the wing, and Sissoko's having to cover him all the time. So, you, so you're not even got two in there. Mm. You've got just one in there a lot of the time, and and that's I think that's why McTominay and Fred they look like world beaters, but maybe they would have would have anyway. But uh, it would have helped if we had a bit more. Um, a bit more solidity in there and I did expect him to be I know everyone's going on now you look at Twitter and it's oh look Mourinho so attacking you know what are all you doubters thinking but that was a time where away to Manchester United maybe he could have been a little bit more cautious and maybe reined in um, Aurier, Aurier's um, uh, flying up up the wing I mean, I've got lots of things I could say on 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 that, but I'll I'll stop it there. <laughs> it, that that no, that's a that's a very interesting, valid point that you're making about about Aurea's shortcomings and, and Sissoko having to having to cover a lot of a lot of time, and and the fact that that leaves us a bit exposed. I mean, Winks, I think he's a he's a superb player, really tidy, but he's not the he's not that defensive shield that a, a fit Eric Dyer would be, and um, Dyer is, I think, slowly regaining fitness, match fitness. Um, and he played last weekend and he played yesterday, but I guess maybe two games, a game in the middle, middle of the week was a little bit too much for him. i tell you what, one aspect, aspect of it that, that really surprised me, the fact that the substitutions were as late as they were. And this was something that, again, Pochettino was criticised quite a lot for, and something which in, to, in his defence, Mourinho, both in his early first few games at Spurs and, and wherever else he's played one of the one of the things that he's he's not shy to do is to make a er, very early substitution and I can't remember when we made a substitution on Wednesday but it was very late in the game and even I think right at the very end he brought on Lo Celso with a few minutes which was you know he's not going to change anything that, that side and, and I couldn't help but thinking maybe somebody like Skip if he had played his energy in the middle of the park would that have helped I don't know yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I, I do think that um, this the whole thing about substitutions, look, if I can see it, that we're being completely overrun in midfield, then I can't imagine he can't see that we're being completely overrun in midfield because he's on a different plane to me in terms of football tactics, etc. 
all he had to do was really just sort of um, call Aurier back a little bit. I mean, the Vertonghen got a bit forward, a bit more than he has been doing, on, than he did in the Bournemouth game on the left. But um, So either you put three in there, because they are three, because they've got Lingard coming back. You know, comes quite deep, Lingard. And we just got completely overrun, but I can't imagine he didn't see it, because even I could see it. Yeah, no, I'm sure he saw it. It's just in terms of reacting to it in so yeah, far as no, making, a, making a substitution by his own standards. It, that he didn't do, but like, yeah. as, as I've, I've said it before, when Pochettino is a manager, you don't necessarily have to make substitutions to change the course of a game. You can mm. change it sometimes with, with the personnel you've got. Um, uh, look, I think he did that brilliantly, didn't he, Pochettino, yeah. with the dire, particularly with making yeah. going from to a back three and everything. I thought he was brilliant at that, Pochettino, in the I, past. <laughs> I think, I think that yes, if anything, Wednesday was a little bit of a wake-up call. Um, and if you take it a step further, the fact that we conceded two goals in the first three matches and again on Wednesday would suggest that there is yes, it's great that we that we, that we won the first three games, you know, on the trot. But there's still work to do. That that there was always going to be work to do um, with the previous incumbent, and and there and there will be with 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 the new manager. So you know, some, sometimes you need that wake up call. Um, let's talk about yesterday, shall we? <laughs> um, <laughs> Who wants to go first? Oh, I'll go first. Burnley. Um, they haven't won at White Hart Lane um, since 1974. We lost 2-0 <laughs> to a John Pratt and Mike England own goals. Two own goals. Wow. So that's a, there's a stat for you. Yeah, um, since 1974. Um, and, of course, you and I, Jared, went up there um, last season. I think yeah. back in March. Um and they gave us a bloody nose. Yep. So uh, I, I was looking forward to doing the same. And I have to say, um, I, I, it would be a bit unfair to say that um, Burnley were poor, but Burnley were poor. <laughs> but my goodness me, did, did we make them pay? What what a set of guys. And it could have been a couple more as well. I know we could have conceded one or two. There's still There are still frailties at the back. And, and they're still showing, fortunately. But the good clean—I mean, a, a clean sheet was as as good as the five-nil for me. Um, but and what a selection of goals! Mm-hmm. I mean, you can pick one of three for almost goal of the season. <laughs> Just you know, all the things that weren't there on Wednesday mm-hmm. were there were there yesterday. Yeah. And I, I'm going to hark back to, to Wednesday because for all the tactics in the world, if you're not matching the team for energy. Don't matter what formation you put out, what tactics, mm. you're unlikely to win it if you don't first of all match them. And yesterday, that was there. We matched Burnley and gave them more, and and they didn't. In the end, they couldn't match us. The running off the ball was was superb yesterday, and even Sissoko, when he hit the post, what a run that was! What a run! Uh, it was it was everything that Wednesday wasn't. Yeah, sorry. Do you want to go? No, uh, go for it. I, I was like, the early goal helped, but we we earned the the early goal. You know, I thought, and as you say, David, the pressing was really good yesterday from the from the start, from the beginning, from the front players. They would like run to the man and then just sort of stop and defend, and they didn't give him any room. And I thought that was a, a massive difference from from yes. Wednesday and from other games that that we played uh, for. You know, in the, in the recent. In the recent past, I mean, the finishing was excellent. I think four could be four goal of the month um, yeah. contenders. <laughs> um, 
I still felt felt like you. I still felt. I mean, that McNeil caused us an awful lot of problems on on the left, and looks a really good uh, throwback almost with his crossing. And his crossings was uh, was superb. But like you say as well, I mean, if if Red Star are, are poor, this lot are poor. And I think at the moment, the thing, not the thing that it doesn't worry me. You know, it's all part of the hurly burly. But lots of people in their haste to um, say that we've completely gone up a level since getting rid of that Argentinian idiot. You know, seem to be seem to be like really pointing out, oh yeah, this we're flying. This is like completely different. But I think over the five games, we're seeing, as Javid alluded to earlier, we're seeing a lot of similar problems. You know, through through the side, and we beat Palace four 0 blowing them away from the start as well. What yeah. we need to do is do this consistently, and you know that's mm. that may take time. I, I'm expecting it to take a while. I'm not going to otherwise we're just crossing the Rubicon every game, and it's exhausting. Then yeah. backwards and forwards, and one minute we're fantastic, and then we go to Man United and play the one decent side we played, and we get a we're abject, and then we come back and beat you know a team that can be obdurate, but you know when you get an early goal, early two goals, you know you're 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 well into them. Uh, you know my only disappointment, yes, I mean it was fantastic, and I'm really enjoying it. You know it was, I enjoyed yesterday. I thought it was I tell you how much I enjoyed yesterday. When, when Spurs play, I, I, not always, but I often put my flag up on my um, bookcase and put a Spurs garment on, and I've still got my flag up at the moment, and that, that's how um, that's how, how excited I was by yesterday. My only disappointment is not to see the lesser-spotted Lo Celso. You know, that was my only, uh, yes. only, only, only um, thing. But he did bring on some of the young players, but um, I did think that being 4-0 up after 50-odd minutes, and he might even have been able to bring on... Uh, one or two of them a bit earlier than the last 10 minutes, especially as like Skip, I think, am I right in thinking that Skip, that was one of the games he started last season, I think, against... Yeah, at Wembley, Wembley. I Wembley. believe so. I, and believe I, so. I thought yeah. it's really great that he's given the young, the Parrot and Skip particularly a chance. Good to see Sessignon. But I did think 4-0 up after 55 minutes, mm. I thought maybe maybe we could have seen them after 65 and 70 minutes. But, you know, the, I'm nitpicking. It's, it was really great. And, you know, if it's like this all the time, oh, happy days. I think that we've we've always had performances like that this this season. It's always been there in our DNA. Um, we saw it against Palace. We saw it against Red Star, home and away. Um, so it's always been there. We just hadn't got it out of out of the locker enough previously under Pochettino. And and we've but we've also always had this propensity this season, unfortunately, to uh, for want of a better word, fuck up or or, or, or or just you know not defend as well as we should or, or, or whatever. And we saw that a lot earlier this season, and we're still seeing that to some degree under Mourinho. So um, some things have changed. That's good. Certainly, you know, players seem to be apart from the United game aside, that there, there seems to be seems to have got a reaction out of them. That that's good. But there's there's still a lot to do. I. I was it Rodriguez had a chance for Burnley? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Good header. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, on another day, if that was a better team, they could have scored, and, and we might not have kept a clean sheet. But you know, as it is, we did, and that I think that, from a confidence point of view, that that was good. Um, I was a little bit disappointed with Burnley. I, I know they were going into it uh, on the back of a few results, which which weren't good, but I expected a little bit more of a test um, from them, and they didn't really provide that. But um, you know, you sometimes you've got to uh, rather than nitpick the opposition and talk about how poor they were. You've got to beat what's what's put in front of you, and, and we did that emphatically yesterday. And 
all over that pitch. I mean, Sissoko again just worked his socks off. A lot of people, a lot of people, middle of the week were calling for his head, and they, they were saying mm. that he shouldn't. You know, he isn't. I've said it before. He isn't. If you have everybody fit, and if you have all the midfield, all the other midfield players on top of their game, then he probably wouldn't get into the first eleven. But he's just consistently worked his socks off for the last twelve months so that we've got no choice but to pick him. You know, you can't. It's, it's very difficult to make a case against him. Um, he played well. Um, you know, obviously Kane, Son, Delhi. Um, those three of Mora did okay. Uh, out of Herald, he's, he's passing majestic. Those those long balls. Um, Dyer looks solid. Gazaniga too. Um, I still think I think I can't remember which one of you it was, but I think back to something we said earlier. I still think defensively um, there is work to do, and yeah. um, definitely we need a right back. Um, that's for sure. Um, and I question how long Vertonghen has got at the very top. Yeah, I mean, I think sadly, I think I think you're probably right there. I, w- I would say on Sissoko, though, we're having the same discussion last season. We are lucky to have him. Our midfield, they're they're just always unfit. He's but he's always fit. Yeah, I really, we're really. That's why he played so much last season. I actually thought. I know he gave away the penalty. I probably get slaughtered for this. I thought he was one of our better players at Man United, even though that's a, a low bar. And I would say, if we had all with the midfielders we've got now, if we were playing uh, at the moment, I would play him. You know. Yeah. I, I, I think he's. I think he's doing. I think he's doing well. Winks earlier in the season was looking tremendous. I think he's had a couple of niggles, lost a bit of confidence, um, what have you. But um, yeah, I, I thought he was. Uh, it's the same thing. They're not fit. We're lucky to have him. He's always fit. I think we've so. almost paid for him now. He's thirty million. <laughs> it was thirty million over five years. Yeah. So we've always. Uh, I think we have, haven't we? I think we just about paid up. I mean, as, at 30 million now, you look at it now, that's, a, that's actually a snip. Yeah, that, no, I agree. I mean, the, bloke, the bloke is not young, he's big, but what energy levels he has. And he never looks tired when he's out there. He's an absolute beast. I yeah. mean, that, those runs yesterday, you know, he's bursting through little little balls. You see, they're the goals. Every time he's, every time he's um, got a, a distance and he's going to take a shot, you know, you just know where it's going to go. <laughs> And I, and, I, and I think the club have given him a, another season ticket for the ball. <laughs> so, but anything down on the ground there, and he's just thinking in, he has no problem with. He just slots it. He doesn't have a problem. But the moment he has to shoot from outside the box, say, off it goes. He's uh, a, a monster. He really is. I, I, I think that Jose, he's always liked Dyer. He wanted Dyer at Manchester United. I've no doubt about that. That, that information's been coming through consistently he wants to play him there he didn't play Sissoko last week and I thought oh no I'm not sure this is going to be right then he brings him back and I think he's seen something there and I think he thinks well blimey actually I'm underestimating this guy you know I can build around now this guy a bit more so I, I think he's going to be consistently in the team um, certainly for the rest of the season well, what he's added I don't know if he's added but what, what he's shown in the last two games Three, the last two home matches, I should say, um, was that composure in front of goal. 
Um, obviously the, the the goal last week, but then yesterday both the goal that he scored and the one where it hit the post. Um, and I think he's always certainly this last twelve months we, we've seen his ability to get forward and have that engine. But it's just when he gets in that final third, if the ball if, if he can part, lay it onto somebody, there's somebody there. That's great. But if it falls to him to shoot, then um, you're sort of thinking Rose it's going to end up in 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 Rose Ed. I mean, he he reminds me. I tell you, he reminds me a bit of somebody like Alan Nielsen or dare I say, it, um, a player who played for Woolwich, um, Michael Thomas or Mickey Thomas. Mm-hmm. Um, that that ability to charge and make make runs and and get into the get into the box and and and. The only difference was they did get goals, um, and on the evidence of his career, career so far, he isn't the most pro- mm-hmm. prolific. On the evidence of the last two of the last home games, he he is, and, and he's provided that extra dimension, I guess, really, um, mm-hmm. alongside the flair and of, of, of some of the other players. Um, you need athleticism in in midfield, and he's got athleticism. And Dombele may well have it, but he doesn't have it for more than thirty thirty five minutes at the moment. I th- I think he's really really underrated. I was a bit perturbed to see uh, early on that people thought he was his time was up, and I, it didn't doesn't surprise me that he's he's seen his athleticism and thought we can we can really use this guy. I'm a bit surprised to hear what you said earlier, Jav, about Mourinho in the in the press conference saying he's not um positionally aware or tactically aware. He seems to spot danger very well in terms of, and last year as well covering when he used yes. to cover Trippier and stuff. I th- I I he's not. I mean, I'm going to say he's not Hoddle, but he's not even, you know, someone like Winks who's really technically gifted on the ball, whatever. But he's he's very, very good. And that's that goal he scored at the end there was tremendous. You know, and, and earlier in the week, I, I'm not going to go on too long, but earlier in the week, I saw they put up, the was it two years ago when Danny Rose scored that goal against Burnley? They're showing all the old Burnley goals. And he makes this fantastic run, this fantastic pass um, to um, Rose who bangs it in. And yesterday as well, he can do that really well. When he's mm. on the run, gives it and goes, he's good. If he's got to get the ball under control and then sort of play little one-twos, he's more limited. But at the moment, I, I, I would I would knock him at our peril at the moment. Mm. Um, a comment from Darren Pamenter, his Twitter analyst, at DazP1919, he just says, Is it true? Did Soko really score again? Um, well, so what I'm going to do, because we've got a lot of questions... Um, some general questions and some questions around yesterday's game um, and Sun's goal, which obviously we haven't talk, talked about. So we'll, we'll look at that in the second half of the podcast. And um, before before um, we look at or get Bex to look at the Spurs ladies, I'm just going to read out Mourinho. So this is this is what Mourinho said on Friday in relation to to, to, to Sissoko, um, and he quotes. Sorry, I, I quote. Um, one of the good f- things is that we can consider him, Sissoko, multifunctional and he can play in various positions. But honestly, I don't think he's a midfield player in a core position, a number six or a double six. I don't know what he means by double double six. Either of you can elaborate. No, um, I, don't I, I don't think that, Masi- uh, that, that Musa... I was about to say Misaka. I don't think that Musa is that, but he played in that position last match, referring to the United game, because sometimes the needs of the team are more important than the player. Um, I think this is a re- reference to the fact that both Dombele and 
uh, Winks were not fully match fit. He goes on to say, but I think the best position for Musa is when the team pl- plays with a positional mid- midfielder and he has freedom to go, or from the right, like he did against Bournemouth, with Serge coming from the wide side and Musa more central. He's not a positional mid- midfielder. He played right. there for, for play, he played there for Mauricio and and me and he will play there again. He is not a bad player obviously, but I don't think he's an organizer, not one who has the control of the game. And then he just goes on to say, I knew that Dombele not in the best condition. Skip not for a game of that dimension immediately. Eric Dyer had played three matches in a row, and I felt Lucas Moura in that forward position could create problems for United. Combination if things, but best position for him is not as one of the double midfield players. Um, so that's what he said in relation to that. Um, we're going to we, we, we will take more of your questions, um, but before we do that, uh, Spurs ladies have been in action today against. Brighton and they also played in the middle of the week against Birmingham I believe away from home so here is Bex with this week's Tottenham's women update Hola people it's Bex busy week for Spurs women they played midweek they played Wednesday night um, in Birmingham which apparently is up north so they managed a one all draw away from home which I think was really good given that it was a midweek game that result kept them seventh in the WSL Uh, so Again, really having a good season. That was followed by today, Sunday. They played at home. They played Brighton women and came away with a 1-0 win, which is really important. Ash Neville in off the... It was a second attempt on goal. Her first one was cleared off the line by the Brighton defence. So um, she looked quite happy. That was her first goal in the league this season. She looked very happy indeed. Go have a look on Twitter. It's posted on the Spurs women's um, Twitter page. That result take them up to sixth, which is really quite nice. Mid-table... Nice and settled, played nine, one four. So a really even set of results thus far this season. So to round off what has been a very busy week for the, the women as they played midweek last week, today, and then they play again on Wednesday. That match again is at the Hive in London. That's a Continental League Cup game against Lewis FC. Um, Lewis, who are notorious and alone, I suspect, in that they have pay parity with the between the men and women's team which is a big thing in women's football at the moment certainly it's something that the Australian national team have been looking for um anyway that's a, a separate thing and I'll stop ranting now anyway I'm on Twitter at Bunches Bex if anybody wants to chat cheers thanks bye-bye welcome back to the second half of the Tottenham family podcast thank you Bex right uh let's go back into the questions um so it's obviously Sonny's fantastic goal yesterday mm-hmm. one of one of one of a few we, we mentioned and we had a couple of questions uh one from Kent Goodrich who just says son's goal officially clocked at 83 yards and 11 <laughs> seconds goal of any season have you seen a better one and then our own John Steggles just said how good was Sonny's goal he Gets off down the high street from the seven from Seven Sisters, in through the change of room, back into the pitch, runs five hundred yards into their box, and then scores. All the time pursued by the Burnley defence and the North Korean army. Outstanding goal of the century from Sun. I mean, is there a better goal? Are we likely to see a better goal this season? I mean, people are already talking about it as, as goal of the season. It's it's of its type, isn't it? It's of its type. And he he said yesterday that he was trying to look for Delhi. And, and he wasn't in, it wasn't his intention to go running with the ball, but as he looked up, he couldn't find him, and he started on his run. Um, I, I measured it, actually. So I, I checked it on the TV, checked the size of the pitch, and it, I, I make it 75 yards. But um, but it was dead on 11 seconds. 
I mean, that's sort of right. I don't go on my holidays that far. <laughs> Goodness sake. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. It, 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 it reminds you of Ryan Giggs, doesn't it? That run there. And, and in fairness, I mean, it's a great run, but you do have to question suddenly, as I did with Ryan Giggs, suddenly defenders getting tired, the, the, the sea parts, it's Moses just running through on the Red Sea. Um, but, you know, it, did you ever doubt he was going to slot it? No, I didn't doubt it. Mm. And, and sure enough, he's a tremendous finisher. Um, yes, he probably will end up. But I, I want to quickly hark back because the better goal for me was on Wednesday. We haven't even spoken about that. Delhi's goal on Wednesday. I mean, that was absolute genius. That was a very high ball. He flicked over himself and two defenders going the wrong way. You know, just going past him and slotting it home. What a goal. So I put that one ahead of this one. But if it's but they are very two very different goals. But people seem to love this long run. Yeah. It it, it it's um it, it really gets people gasping. But I mean that that's not bad, is it? If it was eighty three yards in eleven seconds when he's running with the ball and he's he's looking up and slowing a bit. It shows his speed, doesn't it? I don't know if either of you heard uh, um, Mourinho's post-match comments in relation to the goal, um, and he basically dubbed, uh, or he said that even before the goal, before the match, that his son um, dubbed uh, Son yeah. Sonaldo um, after the original, after Ronaldo, the original uh, Ronaldo, the Brazilian Ronaldo. Um, for a, I think it was a goal while it whilst it was at Barcelona. I can't recall who who they played, um, but it was a fantastic goal. I, I've seen it repeated so many so many times, and 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 uh, Marino would have had first hand experience of, of watching that goal because he was translator for um, the late Sir Bobby Robson at the time yes. uh, at, at Barcelona. So he was in the, in, in the dugout, um, and yeah, it was it was a fantastic goal. I mean, you look at it. There is an. You always, I always feel not with every goal, but there are some goals you look at, fantastic goals, and you, there is an element of luck with it. In so far as on another day, maybe one of the Burnley players, or if it was another player, would have just got in and it got to the ball and, and, and intercepted it, or somebody else would have stuck a leg out and, and in his stride take, taken Sun down, or it could have got like eighty percent of the way there and just as a. About the point of where where he's going to strike it, he just takes one touch too many, and it, it, the, the moment passes. But it all came to, came together, you know. So you need that bit of luck, and that that's not taking anything away from him. And it was no. a fanta- fantastic goal. Um, and I think it's yeah, it, it's a uh, it's certainly a contender. I, th- I think it's one one of the, I mean, especially in the stadium, it must have been just electric to see it unfold in the in the stadium, and it is an electric goal. I'm glad. David said about of its type. I didn't want to be Christmas Grinch. I mean, it is a really, it's a really exciting off get people off their seats goal, and you know, hardly ever seen or rarely, rarely seen, and it's fantastic. However, if we let in a goal like that, I'd be absolutely furious, yeah. frankly. And you know, our, the the defending was just was just awful, but it was fantastic. I don't I don't want to say any more because I don't want to knock it. It was wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful goal. I think George Ware scored one. Yes, similar, yes, for Milan. Actually, beat lots of players rather than just run past them. And obviously, Maradona from a bit further up against England. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's that against? Um, 
the, the, the George Verona, Ware, was it Verona or I was going to say Lecce? Lecce? It may have been Lecce, I think in my mind I've got Verona, they were in yellow anyway weren't they? And yeah, yeah. Lecce have got yellow and red stripes at home, I can't, don't know what they've what, got. What's the, right, what's the correct pronunciation of that? Did I say correctly? Le- is it Lecce? Lecce, Lecce yeah. Okay. yeah. It's not too far, it's only about, well, relatively in Italy. You were right, it was Verona. Yeah, it's about three. It's about three hours from us, so, you know, which is, you know, parallel to the, to the Adriatic. So it's not too far. It's a very lovely place, actually. Anyway, aside from that, but he didn't even score against them. He scored, he scored against Verona, which is also a nice. Verona. Place. Um, <laughs> famous for Romeo and Juliet, or am I thinking something else? Yes, no, absolutely. Right. Um, a question from Art Style: Which Sun goal is better? Um, yesterday's goal or the one against Chelsea at Wembley? Uh, I think it was last season, early last season. Oh yeah, yeah, interesting one. Do you know what? I th- I think I prefer the Chelsea one. Uh, that may be coloured by the fact that it was against Chelsea, and so I have a, <laughs> so I have a bit more pleasure. Um, but it is an interesting question that one. But I, I, I'm going to plump slightly for, for Chelsea yeah. more be- more because of the opponents. I think the Chelsea one's better as well. I think it I think he showed more than just pace and the great finish that, as he did yesterday. I think I think we ha- I was on that after that game with Aaron. Aaron Wolf was on mm. and was talking about how. It was a fantastic ball from Delhi, and then he's made a great run, and then he slowed down, Aaron was saying, pointed out for um, Jorginho to sort of keep with him, and then he was off again. Obviously, David Luiz's defending wasn't any better than Burnley's, and it was a great finish as well. I would put the Chelsea one much higher, but, but I'm not knocking yesterday's. Please, t- no, please I'm knocking no. yesterday's. But yeah. I would put the Chelsea one much, much higher. Much yeah, higher. I would put it higher. The Chelsea one was also from an acute angle, as I recall, and in terms of like goals this season I think that I always think that great goals fall into three categories and sometimes there are hybrids of, of, of this but you've got the great individual effort like we saw um, with Sun yesterday as in the, the, the sort of like the you know, picking the ball up and running and, and beating players etc you've got the great strike um, like uh, De Bruyne's goal this season I, I can't recall against two but very recently where he just, just, just strike the ball from on the half volley from, from outside the box and it hit the Newcastle, under, uh, Newcastle okay, so from the underside of the bar a bit reminiscent to Tony Yeboah's goal against Liverpool all those years ago for Leeds um, and then you've got the the team goal where there's lots of lots of passes and I think goals great goals fall into those three categories sometimes you might get a bit a little bit of a mix where you get you know a mazy run and then a fantastic finish or whatever so it's difficult I think yeah off its type it's probably up there yeah. um we talk about some of the other goals Kane that 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 yeah. strike the first strike in particular that's been long overdue that sort of Harry Kane yeah. goal yeah, I'm so disappointed there isn't I haven't seen a um, behind the goal um shot of that were you behind that goal I was behind that goal, but to a bit to the left. They're so not directly, right. bit, not directly behind it. Because I haven't seen a shot of, of you know, on the TV, a, a sort of angle from behind the guard. I'd love to see one. What, yeah. What's what's impressive is a short back lift. That's what Kane can do. Short back lift, and where you think, or in my day, you'd have to put your laces through it to get the power. Uh, these lighter balls, they they seem to sort of use the knuckle of the inside of the foot to to put that sort of bend and dip on it. Um, which wouldn't get necessarily get the power, but they do. And, and my goodness me, there was very little backlift, and it was gone, 
gone through the keeper just tremendous and we'd all be again if it wasn't for Son's goal we'd all be singing about that one mm. the Sissoko one was fantastic as well and the other yeah. game one <laughs> it was what a game it was for great goals fantastic yeah yep. um Right, we've got a question from Darren Pamenter, uh, who just says, um, can you see Dombele at the Celso or Session ever fitting in under Jose, or will or will they turn out to be a waste of signings? And Kent Goodrich also, uh, just, just in relation to Le Celso, just says, is Le Celso wondering what he's done to his career? So I, I think I think Ses, I think when Session came on in the second half, unfortunately he didn't get very much of the ball. That's just that's not anyone's that's not his fault or, or the manager's. It's just the, I suppose the way the ball dropped for him, it didn't, it didn't he didn't get enough time or any opportunities to to make an impact. I think certainly he's got a Spurs future, um, yes. but but yes. at the moment, uh, I think in his press conference before the Bournemouth game. Mourinho suggested that for now he sees him as sort of a left winger, but maybe in the future as, as a left back. Dombele, he, he just needs he needs to get fully fit. That's I think the issue. Lo Celso for me is the interesting one. Yes. Um, I know what you're going to say. Yeah. He's, got, he's on loan, isn't he? Mm-hmm. And and I can see him if it doesn't if he doesn't get the game time somehow going back. And we never actually we just pay a loan fee, and, and I can see that one falling through in the end. Yeah, or or it might be that let's just say hypothetically, if, if Ericsson if we shift him in January, um, that yeah. at that point Lacelso comes into into his own. He might not start straight away because Delhi's playing really well and Sun's playing well, and you've got Kane there. But I think, for example, there is a case. I think Lacelso is such a good footballer. You could you could easily play him where Mora plays, and he can cut in on his left foot, um, akin to the way that Lamella does. He also works hard. I, I don't think he's a he's one of these sort of luxury flair players that wouldn't that wouldn't normally fit into a Mourinho team. He, he from what I've seen of him, uh, very little that, that we have seen him from under Pochettino. He, he seems to work hard. He seems to track back. So. I, I don't know. I'd like to think he's still he's still got a career at Spurs, but but the the temptation on the easy thing to, to say is well we've only got him on loan, so you know if he wasn't the manager's pick, but I don't know. He's, he's, I think they're all too good. I think they're all too good for it to be to be shipped out. I think yeah. Mourinho's perfectly good enough as a coach to see their benefits and will use them all. It, it, it's we go straight back. Sorry, Gilly, I'll get it. No, no, don't um, you worry, David. Don't worry about that. It's just it's just that. I think um, him. I lost my trainer, um, but no. I think I think all, all three. He's good enough coach to get the best out. But we, we're going to talk about the same thing we've talked about last year: is shipping the want away players out, whoever that might be. You know, maybe that Toby decides to stay in the end and sign a contract. You don't know. Um, it may well be that. But um, Ericsson looks to be gone. But you know, it'd be so nice not to be able to talk about that. The moment we've got them out the door. Then you've got more of a clean sheet to, to work with, right? You know, this is what we've got. The thing is, by default, they're, they're all out the door in the summer. Yes, we well, don't even we don't even have to worry about um, will they sign a new contract or will we find somebody to. Um, the default position is if if none of them go in January, and assuming none of them, I know I'm stating the obvious, here, if you assume none of them sign a new contract thereafter or in the summer, that's it. We don't even have to worry about getting rid of them. That they are free agents. That's it. That they're off the wage bill. They're not. They're not our problem anymore. 
Oh, I and think you're both right. That will get clearer once once that once that happens. I also agree with David that they're all really really too good to just to give up on yet. Um, and I think you're right about Lascelles. So I think he's got you know a little bit of devil about him and can yeah. play you know and can play in different places. It's frustrating. Then Dombele, we've seen, is such a good player. I mean, again, you, you said it earlier, Jav. Pochettino's right. He's just not fit at the moment, and mm. you know, it's not just that he's not fit to last. 90 minutes he seems to be just not fit he seems to pick up quite a few niggly injuries Sessegnon's been injured this was all part of the problem from the start with Pochettino he got in new players finally after two years and then they were injured and yeah. then we've got all the other problems with the people who hang around who he didn't want to hang around and you know without harping back on it he must be sitting there thinking well you know <laughs> I sort of said this mm. oh I think yeah I mean he's yeah, that's that's history, I guess, and and mm. and, and I'm sure Pochettino will, will move on to yeah. To, uh, I've new. got to stop it, haven't I? I've got to move on myself. I've got to move on. <laughs> I, I love, was gonna I love Mourinho. I love him. I love the new charming Mourinho. Sorry. Um, right, we've got two more questions, which, which 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 we will finish off with in a bit. But just very briefly, so we. We saw, I think Gilly said this earlier. Um, we we saw a few young players, obviously Session, Skip, and right at the very end, Parrot come on, and that was an interesting a- aspect. When he also had Ericsson on the bench, didn't get a look in. Lascelles on the bench didn't get a look. I mean, he knows what they can do, and Ericsson came on in the middle of the week, and he didn't really set set the world alight. Um, those young players came on. We've got a game now in the middle of the week against Bayern Munich, which is a dead rubber. They've qualified. We've qualified. We can't win the group. You know, we've got second spot in the bag. It, it's a non-game. Um, I, again, I think Mourinho on Friday said that some players wouldn't travel. Um, we, I know in the past there were, there, were, there were times when Pochettino would leave some a couple of players behind um, or wouldn't take the full squad uh, if we had an away game in Europe. But I think probably we might see even more players rested on Wednesday. Do we think that perhaps the likes of the Skips and the Sessions and the Parrots might get a look in on Wednesday? No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Perfect, isn't it? It's a perfect game to see these players. So, yes, um, you won't see too many uh, regulars, um, I don't think, because you'll want to rest them for the next weekend. Mm. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm sure you're right. The only concern is people, are, a lot of Spurs fans are going to pay a lot of money to go out there and uh, don't want to see, you know, Harry Redknapp uh, in that place in Russia once where we went. Where, where do we go? Where we played? Tough. They should, heard of. tough. They should be. They should be glad that, that they're in the Allianz watching Champions League <laughs> f- f- football. No, I mean, I, I think that. It'd be interesting if Kane plays. I mean, I think there is no, for me, I look at it and I think there is no justification for taking him there. You can rest him. We've got Wolves next. Doesn't need to play. I know he's a captain at the moment. Um, but Do you think he'll want to play? Jack? That's the thing. He'll, he'll, want he'll, he'll want to play. He's after those will. records. He's after <laughs> those goals. Has he played he in the alley? Yeah, he took a knock yesterday, Kane did. Uh, he was sort of fussy with his ankle a bit. Mm. So I think that might be a contributory factor. Yeah, so leaving him, leaving it. him behind, I, I think um, he will rest it. What do you would... think, David? Do you think he wants to play, though? Oh, yeah, of course he does. Mm. Of course he does. That's the guy he is. He's everything you could want um, in a Spurs footballer, isn't he? Mm. I mean, there's no upside to him playing, really, is there, other than his own personal... Yeah. Well, it's his goal tally as well. Yeah. But I... Um, I, I don't think that anyone's too worried about scoring goals on on way. I think both teams be happy to trot out a nil-nil draw. 
Yeah. I'd like to go there and stuff them 8-2, frankly, <laughs> <laughs> and play for the front team. Because <laughs> they've not yeah. been playing particularly well since they beat us, apparently. I mean, I haven't seen them. Well, they sacked like the manager, didn't they? Yes, they did. So I'd yeah. like to see us go there and get some get something on them. But uh, that's you know that's just uh, that's silly because we've got bigger fish to fry, and we're with we can't we can't go anywhere near. Um, I haven't looked at the points. I can't imagine we can catch them, can we? Who buying? Yeah, it's not like we no, need no, 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 it, it, it's, it, no, 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 it, no, it's no, that the, oh, the, right. the, it's, it's it's mathematically not possible. Oh, so right. it, it, okay. it's complete, it's completely dead. But the, I mean, the other side of it is they they might well on that basis they might well rest some players. So oh, they will. It, it could be a bit of a non-match. I would, I mean, I'd like to see. I don't really see any value in in Harry Kane starting, but I would like, for example, I know everybody there's a temptation to to you know play parrot, for example, and. And maybe skip. Get, give Skip a chance. Yeah, that that side of it I get, but I'd also like Lacelso to be given a full oh, ninety yeah. ninety oh, minutes, he will be. He such will that be. he can you know stake a claim and and give the manager a headache, a selection a headache ahead of the Wolves game. Um, how are we all feeling about Wolves week today? It's going to be a big test, Wolves. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, pre- previous years I'd be saying, yeah, I think we'll get the result. I think get the result. I mean, I remember only for Tony too well last year, three 0 up, coasting. Mm. And then well, you both y- went last year, didn't you? And yes. In the end, yeah, young young Foyth decided to go fishing, <laughs> fishing with his toe and start tripping people up, giving penalties <laughs> away. Um, and it's such a nervy ending that was. And and they they are a big physical side, Wolves. They they don't try and pretend to be a great footballing side, but they know. Um, uh, the manager knows exactly what to do. I've got these players. This is what they do best. This is how we can damage uh, other teams, and he does it. That is why his name's on the shortlist to go to Arsenal. Um, you can understand that. You know, he knows he knows the Premier League, etc., and he knows us. And it's going to be very difficult. Um, and I just, I can't turn around and say, "Oh, we're going to win." We could do, and we should do. We have the players for it. Um, you know, we could easily do what we did yesterday and go up there and um, get an early goal and then start knocking the ball about. Because, bless him, Jose, he has spotted where Delhi's best position is. And he's stuck him up front or, or behind the striker, coming in behind those headers he used to get, so sort of far post, ghosting in. He's back to that and he looks at his best and, and he'll be a danger to Wolves. And if we, we, we get into him, then yes. But, we, we, you know, I, you were quite right earlier, Gilly, about you know, sort of recognising, saying, "Well, have we turned a corner?" No, we haven't. There's a long way to go, and it's all sort of almost start again. We've got the players, but it's getting them playing, and 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 that defence. If we could be, if I could be more confident that we would keep a clean sheet at very least, then I'd turn around and say, "Well, we will get at least a draw," but I, I can't be. I, 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 I wish I knew. We should win. <laughs> we should win. Do you, do you think so? I, I, I'd be happy with the draw, personally. I think I, they're a really good team. I won't, Gilly, I won't at this stage, because no. we, we need three points. Chelsea we do. Be very difficult. We need top four. We, yes, well, we do. I hope he's not going to play Oreo too far up with no... Uh, say don't worry about coming back with their wing backs at Wolves and that them and that Jota and whatever because it will be in all sorts of all sorts of trouble uh, that could be that that could that could be where they they might potentially punish us I'm not I'm not going to make a prediction other than I think it's going to be another real test in the same way that United was um I think Wolves are arguably a better team than Man United 
and I think away from home it's going to be a real this is going to be a real test of how good we are or how how much of a change difference Mourinho has made I mean in his defence he's been at the club for, 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 for yeah. hardly any time he's not had that many training sessions um, with the time with the players I think there is a week between um, actually after the Wolves game and then the next game Chelsea we're a full week where we don't have a midweek match so he'll, he'll get a lot of hopefully time with the players to, to, to get his ideas across and, and, and practice things but um, I think it's, you know, it's going to be a test and uh, yeah David is spot on if, if we can keep it solid at the back and not concede anything then we've, we've got a lot of quality going forwards um, and we've got a lot of pace on the on, on the counter to, to hit them but this is a good good side and the right back, our, our right back position does still concern me, and the way we play under Mourinho, effectively yesterday it was it was with the back three. That's that's what it looked like to me. It was Jan on the left and um, Arvelo in the centre, and, and Sanchez on 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 the right hand side. Um, and I don't know that Aria is. Yeah, I just. It'd be nice if, if, if I mean, for one player we haven't mentioned, and maybe he'll feature in the middle of the week, is, is Foyt. And it'd be, oh, yeah. It'd be, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I mean, yeah, well, we, 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 we've not mentioned him in, in terms of, um, I know you mentioned him earlier in, t- in the context of Wolves, but we didn't really mention him last season. We, we haven't really mentioned him otherwise. Uh, and it'd be nice if he starts against Bayern and can, can work his way into the team, because I think he would give us that solidity on the right-hand side. He's not a right-back, but... Uh, the person that we have got at right back isn't good enough, and whatever whatever Pochettino didn't see in Walker Peters, Mourinho also doesn't clearly see in him either because he's not he still doesn't seem anywhere near the team. So, well, you um, can't play him. You'd have to defrost him before you before yeah, even think about playing. Lord knows what's happened to him. Dig him out of there, Epping Forest, defrost him, <laughs> check his pulse, um, and then yeah. Um, all right, let's finish off with two questions. So, firstly, Mark Stoll, he just says, "Would you stop? Would you swap Mora for an Aaron Lennon of the same age if you could?" Now, I thought about this earlier. Um, I think Mora's now late twenties, possibly. Um, I'm just going to bring up his age. I think he's actually older than a, a peak out Aaron Lennon. So, Aaron uh, Lennon, Aaron late twenties. Who, Mora? Yeah, I'm just going to find out myself. Uh, I think he's late twenties now. Um, Lucas Mora. Um, I think that Aaron Le- Le- Lennon's best form. Was round about 2012. It's 2012. 20, 27, right. So at that point, 2012, 2013, um, Lennon was about 26, I believe. Um, all right, give or take a year here or, or, or they, let's just say that, that they're, they're, they're the same age. I would, for me, I would take Aaron Lennon of that sort of early um, 2000. Early 2010 era, that 20, 2011, 12 season under Redknapp, or even the even the season after that, his AVB's first full season when we had him and Bale, and particularly that that last season of Redknapp when we had a midfield four of Parker and Modric in the middle, and then Bale and Lennon doing that doing that doing the damage on, on on the left and the right. Um, I would take I would take a a peak Aaron Lennon easily over Mora. Uh, me too, absolutely. Yeah. Mm, I really liked go... Aaron Lennon. Yeah, I think that's a problem. You you remember him? He's he's a favourite of Spurs. But yeah. do, do you know what? I I take Lucas Mora. I take Lucas Mora, and I tell you for why. Um, 
I think Lucas Moore is, is, although we say some games, you know, if you start him, he doesn't seem to shine. He comes on, he's much better. Um, but this is a far better team um, than, or should be anyway, but it's not showing so at the moment. But yeah. I, think this is a, I think this is a better team and Moore has done a lot for us. He's got, I, mean, I couldn't imagine that um, Aaron Lennigan, that hat-trick, but Lucas Moura gets it out. I'll tell you what else Lucas Moura can do. Flipping head the ball. It's an <laughs> half jump. He's an half jump. Goodness me. Yeah. It's, it's like he put two fingers in the electric socket. He goes, <laughs> he goes straight up in the air, doesn't he? It's quite it's quite incredible. I I thought about it, and I could see pluses. They are quite different. Whereas Aaron Lennon was a very much down the right wing, and he would dig his channel up and down and, and come mm. and support. Lucas starts going diagonally a lot more and um, he runs does run into trouble but I, I think he's a I think he's a bit more of a danger I think he's a bit quicker than Aaron Lennon as well Lucas Moore he's more of a goal time he scores many more Lennon didn't really score yeah. many to, do, yeah. to be honest yeah. I do like the way that Lennon you know he, especially under Harry and then ABB he sort of turned into like a mini Steve Koppel up and down the wing and really covered his um, covered his side really well and uh, and I'd yeah. probably just go for him, but there's definitely more goal threat from from Mora. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, the, the, I, I, the goal threat is there from from Mora, and and Lennon did cover, and I can see now in 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 our team, particularly with Serge, I think Lennon would track back a lot more. He's, he's much yes. more of a con, much more of a conventional winger. Yeah, yeah. you're right. It didn't, it didn't get enough goals. I, I mean, I think if you look at that quartet at the moment, you look at Kane. You're not going to get many better players than him. You look at firing Son on the left or coming off the left and and uh, yeah, some t- you know interchanging with, with Delhi you're not going to get a better player there Delhi on form is, is superb the one player in that quartet or position that I think is upgradable is the right hand side and that's that's Mora and as good as he can play and has plays in some games I think that's that's an area where if I was going to go in the transfer market and look for a top top player and look at areas where I would improve the team and I know you can talk about goalkeeper I know you can talk about right back I know you can talk about centre backs if we lose them and, and a midfield player but I think that that's whilst it's not the biggest priority if you were just looking at say areas to improve a squad then I think the right hand side would be a possibility and I, and I think a peak Aaron Lennon would, would run him close but um you yeah, mix the two of them. You could sort of melt, melt, meld the two of them. Yeah, <laughs> that would be really good. Yes. Right. <laughs> final, final question from Andy Island. His Twitter handle is at a island eighty six. With recent performances from Ali, um, is this showing what Jose can do yes. to push the club for success, even a league title? Ooh. Well, it's very early, isn't it? It's very early days. And, and just as you were saying, Gilly, earlier, and I agree, I mean, I've not had my say about Pochettino leaving, and I'm going to leave that now. Um, that's that's done and dusted. Yeah, me too. We've got we've got a man now in whom I was least favourite for, but <laughs> but he's here now. Mm. And as much as I threw my phone across the room at the time and, <laughs> and, um, and cursed it and said I'm not going back down the lane until he's gone, I will be going back down the lane. <laughs> um, it's just that reaction at that moment. But... Uh, so I, I and you know I, I will give him as much time as, as he needs and he's doing the right thing and yes he's showing he's immediate I, I the thing I would say uh, which is not really about Pochettino I notice I'm saying Pochettino not Pochettino as I got criticised for um, <laughs> now I'm now I'm saying with, with Jose now you get it right <laughs> yeah now I get it right I get criticised so <laughs> um, 
I think that he he sees he's been he'd be looking at the team for about a month. I think he's known for about a month. He's coming into Spurs. I really do. Um, and I think he's already seen straight away. So he, he's a lot quicker hitting the when he hit the ground. He was running really and said, you know, do you know, little things like Delhi. Yep, he's not. You know, he's he's dropping deep and trying to ping balls. That's not his game. It's not where his best. Stuck him up front, and we're all saying, well, hang on a minute, this is Delhi. Now he's coming back. How can that be? Well, the most obvious thing is he's being played in the right place. To be fair, though, last year we had all those midfield problems. He had to play further yeah, deep. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, Pochettino yeah. played him for three years off Kane, you know, with to great success. But I, I don't want to go on about... I really like what Jose's doing at the moment. I really like the football at the moment, generally. And I'm really pleasantly surprised. And he needs time. He needs investment. He needs a lot of luck, as we all do. I do think, at the money we, we haven't... I think it was said last week, we haven't paid him $15 million to win a League Cup. You know, he, you know, it's an awful lot of money. My my brother-in-law, who's a fantastic footballer and is like really interested in football, he just every time we talk about it, he keeps going, you're paying him £15 million pounds or £18 million, he says, in euros, whatever it is. So we haven't got him to do that. We have got him, I think, for the league title. Whether he's going to be around long enough to have the time and the investment and the luck to really go for it, time will see. But he's doing really, really well. Pochettino's gone. I'm, I would be wary about and I've done it as well, saying he so-and-so's playing really, really well now. We're doing really, really well. As yeah. we said right at the beginning, we're very inconsistent. We yeah. played no one really very good. Even West Ham, which should have been difficult for us, they were abject, even more abject than we were at Man United. They were just shameful for a West Ham Spurs game. And, you know, Bournemouth, and we've had problems. Yesterday was fantastic. You know, if it could be like that, fantastic. We've had one good team... And, and we were terrible. I don't blame um, Mourinho really for that, mm. but necessarily we need to give him the give him the time. But the league title has got to be the aim if you're paying someone. Otherwise, why get rid of one of the best young coaches and builders of teams in the world yeah. and get in with 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 Jose? He's got. We've mm. got to go for a league title, but it's mm. going to take time. We've always had the nucleus of a good squad uh, under in, in the last few few years. Um, and Deli Ali has always been a superb player, um, and I don't know if Jose's necessarily got the best out of him because I think that he start he was starting to show, starting to get his form back towards the end on the Pochettino, and some yeah, some of that point. some of that is some of that is also down to the fact that he that he got an injury at the World Cup last year, and then he got another injury halfway through the course of last season, recurring injuries. And players, you know what? Players are human. They do have spells where where, where they don't play well. And, and, and as for this thing about he wasn't played in the right position, I'm glad you mentioned it, Gilly, because I was um, reiterated the point about some of the problems we've, we've had in midfield over the last 12 months and having to play players out, out of position. So some of that was through... It's not like the previous manager never played him in his correct position over the last... But however long he had with, I think we signed Deli in 2015. So over the last four four seasons, less at least for the first few seasons, he was played in the correct position. So um, we've always had the nucleus. I suppose what I'm saying, we've always had the nucleus of good good squad capable of winning the league. We need to add to it. That's where that's where we failed. We haven't added 
in the seasons when we finished second and third, we didn't really add to it um, and improve it. We've obviously now got to something that Pochettino mentioned. We've got to rebuild it because certain players are getting to you know either either too old or don't want to be there and he's freshening up and and that's what's going to happen and, we, and we've bought in whether you think the decision to get rid of Pochettino was right or wrong um it's happened and we've just what's also happened is we, we've appointed one of the most successful managers out there along along with Pep Guardiola and he isn't somebody who we're paying like you said 15 million who's going to win us a, a league cup so I, I I do think we can win a league title next season I think we can challenge it challenge for it and I can win it and I think we can win it and I think the thing that we also got going for us is that football's a cyclical game and you look at Man City now at the moment, they're having a slight dip. They're still a bloody good team, but they're still having a slight little dip. Leicester, on the other hand, suddenly look like a really, really formidable team. And then you've got this Liverpool team that probably have now, over the last two seasons, including this, last 12 months, have peaked. And they'll probably... I hope they don't. I hope I actually do hope once that Leicester win, can stop them. But they may they at the moment they are on course to to you know if the season finish right now or whatever in a few months from now that they 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 are on course to win the league. But it's going to come a point in time when I don't know when Van Dijk will get they'll have a bit of bad luck. Van Dijk will get injured or one of the fullbacks will get injured or suddenly Salah isn't the player he was or, or whatever or Mane goes off in the African Nations Cup and and then suddenly they become a bit disjointed and I think that you know next season we will be in a stronger position and some of these forms some of these teams will have um, dips in form and and, and I think we've we'll, we will be well placed with the well placed with the players that we've got, with the manager we've got, and hopefully the players that we can add to to, to yeah. win, win a league, win a league title. Why not? I, I agree with that we have got an excellent manager. No one's knocking him as not being an excellent manager, and we have. And you're right, we've got good players and Klopp at Dortmund as well. That went pear shaped after five mm. years or whatever, because like happened to us with. Pochettino. I mean, there were problems, as we all know, about rebuilding and things with the board. But maybe there is something in modern football. You know, I'm a nostalgic, but maybe in modern football you can't stay more than five years <coughs> without radical change. And you know, so maybe Liverpool next year <coughs> they will struggle. Who knows? But they are, you know, I don't know. I mean, I was just City is very interesting. I think you're right. I watched them yesterday. My word, for half an hour they could have been four or five down. Yeah. You know, who would have thought that? You can just get you they're just bombing onto them. Who'd have, who'd have predicted that last season? You yeah. know. So you're right, things do change and I, I think sometimes we, we just think things are gonna players are gonna be informed for the next six months, players are gonna be injured or whatever. I mean talk about non I'll be very quick, on Dombelli, Los Celso and Sessignon. There's only another injury away from them getting an extended run in the side and then who knows? Mm. You know, whether people say, Oh, if Delhi gets another hamstring, I'm touching wood, not, not to. So we've just got to be open to everything. But we have got a terrific manager and a really good, good squad, and yeah, let's go for it. Should always I'm be trying to win the league. I'm going to make two. That's right. Now I'm going to make two predictions about this season, not not ne- not next, and, and 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 aspirations of winning the league. I think that we we can possibly, I think we can possibly end up fourth by New, by New Year's Day. I don't think the top three. Um, can be caught. I think Liverpool, Man City, and I think the way Leicester are playing. I, th- I don't, I don't know how how it will finish, but I think that th- those those will be the teams that occupy 
um, <coughs> top 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 three positions. But I think fourth, Chelsea. Um, well, that requires will... us to beat Chelsea, doesn't it? In a couple of weeks. Yeah, time. yeah, yeah, and 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 obviously show a level of consistency. Are we at but home to Chelsea. We're at yes. home. We're, we're, yes. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I I think that we can catch them, but there's a lot of football to look. As long as we as long as we start being consistent, I don't think six points is a at this stage of the season. Uh, oh, is, 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 is difficult. So I think potentially we could be, we could end up being fourth by New Year's Day. Let's say whether we'll finish there come the end of the season, who knows? And even if we're not fourth by New Year's Day, we could still finish fourth come the end of end of the end of the, end of the season. I, and that's really the more important thing. Um, the second prediction, and this doesn't involve Spurs, I predict that on New Year's Day Arsenal will be in the bottom four. Um, because they, if you take a look at the table, so the results seems to have gone um, our way, or, or should I say, against them today. So they're on nine. They're, in, they're now they dropped to eleventh. They're on nineteen points above Brighton. Brighton are playing Wolves, which won't be an easy game. But if Brighton can get something, or win that match, then Arsenal will slip further. They've got West Ham tomorrow away from home. I do fancy West Ham to win that. I do. Um, yep. And I literally fell off my chair when you said that. <laughs> no, no, if this is... I mean, I wouldn't normally go on about... I really <laughs> couldn't care less, but if, let's, let's just... Uh, I just noticed the other, other day. So they've got West Ham away from home, right? They've got Standard Liaison on Thursday uh, away from home. I mean, I know that's got no bearing on, on, on their league form, but still. Then they've got <laughs> Man City at home next Sunday. Ooh. Right, yeah, exactly. Now, the the easy fixture in all of these, or the one that seemingly seems easy after that, was on the twenty first, and it's away from home, which isn't the fact that it's easy, but it was against Everton. I don't think that will be easy, given not yesterday, now. and not yeah. now with Duncan Duncan Ferguson. And I think, by the way, I think they should they should they should give them the job. Um, they could do a lot worse. Um, they've got Bournemouth away then on on the twenty sixth, so that's going to be tough. Then they've got Chelsea at home on the 29th of December. And then they're wait all for it. When, when you're as rubbish as Arsenal, they're all yeah. Tough. And, and then Wednesday, first of January, New Year's Day, they're at home to, to Man U. Wow. They could. They. I wouldn't be surprised if they're in the bottom four. And once they get that that low, and without a manager in place, and with the turmoil that they're in, they are in serious trouble. And I really. That, and that's why. And I posed that question to you last week about. Um, I think the genius of Levy is uh, the timing of, of mm. getting rid of Pochettino mm. and grabbing the manager that other people wanted. Yeah. It hurts, but he probably, well, I think you're right, he, it, it does hurt that Pochettino's gone, but you know, he, to get someone like Jose in, uh, yeah, I think you're right, I think yeah. yeah, that's probably why, partly why he did it maybe, I don't know. Oh yeah, no, it's timing, it wasn't, it wasn't because, but... I think that he's been looking to, mm. if things didn't improve the last month, to change. And I think he tapped up and he said, "Look, you know, I, I, would you be happy to come to Spurs?" Yes, I would. Fine. Mm. Well, I'm going to look. I'm going to look at the next few results. If they don't go our way, then you're in. I mean, it's funny because the moment they sacked Pochettino um, that evening, within three hours, uh, he was actually in the flaming doors. Mm. So, yeah, but. They're Arsenal. They'll lose to West Ham and beat Man City. You know, yeah. that's, you, that's what they're like. Do you know why Arsenal haven't appointed anybody? 
don't know. Thus far, because they're waiting for Pochettino to get back from Argentina. He's back in back at back at back in London this mm-hmm. week. So, mm-hmm. you know, by the end of the week, Pochettino's Arsenal. <laughs> they climb up the table. They finish You're fourth and win. Out at the moment. You're lashing all these things out, Jack. I, I'm being. <laughs> I'm being. I'm being. No, I'm being. I was. I was being flippant about about the last point. Um, I that, that they are in serious trouble then. And oh, you, I hope you Thierry Henry goes there. Give it to Thierry. Fantastic. <laughs> Look, Let's you, go down with the captain. Fantastic. You, You've got to look at the fact they've also they've gone two months without winning a game. Did you watch them on Thursday? I watched it Thursday. They were tremendous for 20 minutes second half. Otherwise, they were really outplayed and out just outthought by Brighton. I mean, it's incredible. I find it very difficult to watch Arsenal games. I I will follow them on, on. I was going to say on teletext or CFAX, but mm. such things don't exist anymore. I, I, I'll, I'll follow the the result online, and then straight away once they've lost, um, I'll watch Arsenal fan TV just just, just for the <laughs> for the laugh out loud factor. Um, but I will be I will be watching the game again. I'm really intrigued to what happens yeah. tomorrow against West Ham. That, oh, that yeah. should be a tasty they game. They were really really woeful, and what you really yeah. I said it on a tweet, and I was telling my uh, really close friend of mine, Arsenal Arsenal fan, last night the moaning at each other people I mean one big one where Willock put in this lovely little ball that Aubameyang should really run for Aubameyang's really slaughtered him and frankly this was happening all the time where you could see them rowing and I'm thinking the person who's shouting at the other Arsenal player I'm thinking oh I'm, I think that's partly your fault you know so there's an awful lot of problems there and I think Ozil was moaning at someone as he came off but you know footballers they're a funny lot aren't they they seem to sometimes there's no rhyme nor reason they might go to West Ham and, and win but that would be fantastic I mean I, I'm be. all in favour I mean it shocked me that you came out with that but I, I'm all in favour I must say well it will be, it will be an interesting situation if we, if we if we do find ourselves in the top four or fourth by New Year's Day and they then they're fourth from bottom that would be that would be such a contrast right the next podcast we shall be recording will probably be uh, I'd imagine almost certainly it will be a week tomorrow, Monday evening, the day after the Wolves game. Um, until then, all that's left for me to say is thank you, David. Yep, cheers. Thank you, Gilly. Thank you. And until next time, the future's bright, the future's lily white. Good night. So bloody slow, you are the first team, the last team, my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run on to that green. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its load of nights. We fought our team through thick and thin and all those glory nights. And when the game is done, we'll sing a song and talk it out all night. Hey! Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team, my dreams have ever seen. Pull on that lily white and run on to that green. Oh, we've seen them come, we've seen them go, the names up on our shirt. Gods have failed as men are hailed and faces in the dirt. Now gather round and sing it out and we'll talk out over her.